your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. With North Korea's nuclear submarine development rising as an issue these days, many politicians and pundits in South Korea are calling for Seoul's own nuclear armament, including building its own nuclear-powered submarines. But how feasible is this plan in reality? And how threatening is Pyongyang's ongoing attempts to develop its own submarine-launched ballistic missiles? Moreover, would nuclear submarines developed in South Korea counter those efforts today? Well, let's connect to Joshua Pollack, editor of the Nonproliferation Review, who's a leading expert on nuclear and missile proliferation. Mr. Pollack, welcome to This Morning. Thank you very much. Pleased to be with you. So can you first tell us how nuclear submarines work and their capabilities? Well, I think, first of all, it's important to distinguish between a nuclear-powered submarine and a nuclear-armed submarine. Mm. Uh, In in the case of the United States, for example, uh, we have attack submarines, which are nuclear-powered. That is to say, they are propelled by nuclear reactors. Uh, And we have ballistic missile submarines that are both nuclear-powered and armed with nuclear weapons. Right. Uh, But these are two quite distinct technologies. And uh, I really think that uh, nuclear-armed submarines, however they are powered, are are really not uh, something uh, within easy reach for for South Korea as a non-nuclear weapons state member of the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty. Right. A nuclear-powered submarine uh, is is uh, perhaps uh, easier to contemplate, but even that is uh, a difficult challenge. So is this pretty common for countries to have their own nuclear-equipped submarines and nuclear-weaponized submarines? Uh, no, it's not very common. Uh, there, there are only five countries within the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty that uh, have nuclear weapons. Then there are some that have never joined the treaty uh, that, that have them. Mm. Uh, of the countries uh, within the treaty, uh, I believe uh, all of those five countries, the United States, Russia, China, France, and Britain, now all have uh, nuclear-powered and nuclear-armed submarines. Uh, But outside of that group, you really uh, don't find too many. Uh, India is moving towards joining this this, uh, club. Brazil, which does not have nuclear weapons, is moving towards having uh, nuclear-powered submarines that would have conventional weapons. Uh, But aside from that, uh, I don't believe any other country has accomplished this. North Korea which, which of course, uh, has nuclear capabilities, uh, has been testing missiles from a conventionally-powered submarine. Uh, and presumably those missiles uh, would be nuclear-armed someday. Uh, but right now there is very little prospect that North Korea would build a nuclear-powered submarine. So... How big are the threats, though, from North Korea's submarine-launched ballistic missiles? 
I guess the question is, uh, compared to what? North Korea has a rather large land-based missile arsenal. Uh, putting those missiles on submarines does not necessarily uh, add much capability, but it, it does have a certain technological prestige, uh, precisely because the technology is so exclusive, with only six other states having demonstrated it, mm. it gives the North Koreans a certain claim to to uh, uh, technological advancement, uh, to to a certain level of perhaps of, of prestige. So it's uh, like grandstanding for the Kim Jong Un regime to say that they have this weaponry that only the great powers in the world have. Right. They like to say that they are in the front rank of nuclear-armed states. Uh, and frankly, they're not. But mm-hmm. this is one more way to stake that claim. If it did complete... Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead with the question. I was just wondering if they do complete their full capability of being able to launch from submarines, would that be able to evade the capabilities of our THAAD missile defense system? That's a good question. Uh, it really depends on uh, how the THAAD missile system is, is, uh, is deployed. The main reason that uh, submarine-launched missiles are a problem for ballistic missile defense is you do not necessarily know which direction the attack is coming from. Right. If you have a good sense of, of where the missile is based exactly or, or approximately, uh, for geographic reasons, you can point the radar uh, of the missile defense system in that direction. If the radar isn't facing that way, uh, the, the defensive system won't work. However, uh, radars can be developed that point in all directions. That's clearly more costly uh, and, and may have other operational complications as well. Uh, but with that sort of uh, architecture, uh, it, it should be possible to counteract the advantage of a submarine-launched uh, ballistic missile. Mm, okay, so the there are some problem, coping me- me- mechanisms for that, but there, there are me- there are mechanisms. But but another problem is is uh, that you might have very little time to react mm. to a submarine-launched attack. Uh, it, it it potentially could be launched from very close in. Right in Korea, maybe that's not an issue because. Uh, ballistic missiles can already come from very close right. in from, from land, from land. Uh, but it's it's something else to, to consider in general. Yeah. Missile defense is a very difficult challenge, and, and there are a number of ways to complicate or overcome it. Uh, submarine launch is only one of them. So what about the defense hawks positioned here in Korea of uh, pushing for South Korea developing its own nuclear launch submarine? Well, uh, if you mean uh, n- nuclear-powered submarine, uh, which which is the the uh, latest idea, I I don't believe the the government will be inclined to to consider that for a number of reasons. Uh, one is uh, that 
it's very expensive and it does not add a lot of capability for a country like South Korea. South Korea does not have to patrol the waters of the Pacific. It really needs to guard its own shores. Mm. And the main advantage of nuclear propulsion for any seagoing vessel is speed. Right. It, it allows you to, to move uh, more rapidly uh, than, than uh, a, a diesel engine uh, would, would do. Mm. So if, if you need to traverse long distances, if perhaps you need to try to hunt uh, nuclear-powered uh, submarines of an adversary, you, you need to be able to keep up with them. Uh, so that, that's why uh, states pursue this technology primarily. Secondarily, they don't have to refuel them. The, the reactor may stay fueled for longer than the life of the submarine, but this should not be, be a problem. Right. So uh, right. I, I tend to think that it, it's, it would be a very expensive prestige item. There are other yeah. complications as well. Uh, designing uh, the naval reactors is very difficult. Uh, doing it without help from, from more advanced allies who may not want to spread that technology around would be very difficult. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that beyond the technical capabilities that are a hurdle. What about the diplomatic hurdles? How tough would neighbors like Japan and China and allies like the U.S. get in order to perhaps block South Korea's attempt at more nuclear development? Well, it would be very tough, especially because of the United States. Uh, the United States and South Korea share a lot of nuclear technology. They, they've had uh, cooperation agreements going back decades. In fact, the, the standing nuclear cooperation agreement was recently renegotiated and, and renewed just a few years ago. Hmm. And in this process, the United States has continually sought to discourage South Korea from pursuing uh, enrichment or reprocessing technology. Right. Uh, it, could, it could do so, uh, but it, it couldn't use American technology without permission, and it couldn't use uh, American-supplied materials without permission. In the case of a naval reactor to power a submarine, uh, you would need enriched fuel. It, it wouldn't necessarily have to be high-enriched, but you would need enriched fuel. So even if that fuel were not useful for weapons, the way high-enriched fuel would be, uh, it, it still would require enrichment technology. Right. And if the United States or, or another country were not willing to supply the fuel for the submarine, South Korea would have to make it itself. If it had to make it itself, it would need enrichment technology. And that's where it would run afoul, uh, I believe, of American concerns about uh, nuclear proliferation. Right. Because if you have that that enrichment technology, you also could use it for weapons. Exactly. So that's the concern and from people on the outside, but uh, from the people who are more pro-nuclear in the uh, inside, uh, that can create some friction in the future. Well, Joshua Pollack, editor of the Nonproliferation Review, thank you so much for joining us on this morning. You're very welcome. And if you have any opinions and questions regarding any of our interviews, please tweet us at EFM This Morning or send us a message via Facebook on facebook.com slash EFM This Morning.